Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.ed. You, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Rami Makhlouf comes back up to host his show, The Rami Show, coming up from 3 until 6 this afternoon. Dan Plucker, you did a nice job filling in uh, yesterday for Rami Makhlouf. Which one do you prefer filling in for? Do you prefer, prefer filling in on the Wendy's Big Show statewide radio network or... Uh, do you prefer doing uh, Rami's show, uh, that three-hour show, three to six in Milwaukee? Do you have a preference? Uh, I don't know if I have a preference. I just enjoy hosting. I like having Leroy and Gary alongside no for doubt. a couple hours, uh, kind of having good conversation with them. But it's also nice to be by yourself a little bit sometimes and, and just be able to think while you're speaking, I guess, is the best way of putting it. Because so don't have kids. <laughs> don't have kids, son. If you, you, if you like to be able to think while you're speaking and be alone, and don't have kids. Well, yeah, that's all I, I am an extroverted personality, but I enjoy just kind of like riffing off my own conversation, my own opinions, me like, you know, being my own devil's advocate in sure. certain situations and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. You know, that that's an interesting perspective that you have as far as because there are a, a lot of hosts uh, that have no interest in ever hosting solo. There are a lot of hosts that. Dread it, get scared, get nervous, can't handle it, don't like it, whatever the case may be. Then there are other guys that prefer to work solo and prefer not to work with co-hosts um, and like doing the show by themselves uh, and having, I guess, the control of everything. Um, I don't. To me, it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Like it's cool that I get this one hour to kind of do whatever I want um, and and have some fun, and I kind of use this as. Uh, an hour to kind of do something different maybe than what we did on the big show for four hours. Like today we did a lot of NFL talk and it's funny because Dan Plucker and I were conversating in the last break about, all right, so what do we want to do here for midday madness? Um, and, and I'm kind of leaning away uh, from talking about the NFL trade deadline because 
That's what we've been doing for the last four hours. And currently, as we sit here, absolutely nothing uh, is occurring uh, and doesn't look like anything is going to occur anytime soon. Now, you never know. One tweet, all of a sudden, everything changes, and we're right back into NFL trade deadline talk. Having said that, uh, there was some news we didn't get to, which is concerning Fletcher Cox, uh, the defensive tackle from the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this uh, has been going on for a couple of days. I brought this up, uh, what was it, yesterday? I think it was. Um, and Sunday, I think I brought it up, too, maybe in the postgame show, about Fletcher Cox being a possibility for the Green Bay Packers if the Eagles were willing to take uh, the dead cap hit that would come along with it. Now, looking at spot track, the dead cap hit that I see uh, for the Eagles would be $37 million. $37 million is what it looks like. They would move away from them after next year, or during next year, $24.295 million uh, would be that dead cap. Now, the base salary this year uh, is $1 million. Cap hit is $12.7 million for the Eagles uh, right now. So that is a player that would make sense. Uh, if they can make it work uh, financially both sides, that is probably why the the Eagles, according to reports, wanted a second or third round pick. What more do you have on Fletcher Cox over there? Yeah, it was a similar thing. Uh, Jason from OverTheCap.com, he's verified Another good on website. Uh, Twitter, said regarding the Fletcher Cox and the possibility of a trade from a financial standpoint, it would be very surprising. The Eagles already paid almost his entire Lance. salary this year in a conversion a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they would save almost nothing on a trade, 12 $1.2 million dead cap hit and take on the $25 million dead cap next year. The only reason they would consider that is if they could get a first and four or second and third second because and third, they paid right. off this year already. See, and, and to me, I mean, think about the Eagles. My God, the dead cap money on the Carson Wentz deal, right? Remember how much they had over, what was it? Or was it over $30 million, I want to say, the dead cap number on Carson Wentz? Yeah, it was something crazy like, like $33 million or something stupid? I mean, that was insane. What was the dead cap number on Stafford? Stafford, didn't he have a fairly big dead cap number, too, for the Lions that they ended up eating to get rid of Stafford? I would say both of those guys had pretty decent-sized numbers. I know Wentz's was over $30 million. That I do know um, in that trade with Indianapolis. And I was blown away that they were that anxious to move on from Carson Wentz to have that big a dead cap number. Uh, it was exactly $19 million for Matthew Stafford. And for Carson Wentz, it was 19% of the salary cap, it said. Yeah, I think it was. I am pretty sure it was $33 million. I thought the number I heard could be wrong, but I, I thought it was north of $30 million. But still, $19 million isn't nothing to sneeze at either for the Detroit Lions to eat $19 million on a guy that's no longer on your team. Uh, it was $33.8 yep. million for Carson Wentz. So I was right. So 33 It was so the 33. largest 8. dead cap hit in NFL history. Yep, correct. And now you have Jalen Hurts, and now everybody's wondering whether or not Jalen Hurts is the answer at quarterback uh, in Philadelphia. You know, that's that's another team that I wonder what they're going to do. Because it doesn't appear to me that they're sold on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. It doesn't appear that others are sold on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. They're in need of a quarterback, too. We had the Phillip Rivers news earlier in the Wendy's Big Show talking about that he'd be willing to come back and play for the Saints. Uh, but Saints haven't called him as of yet. I hope the Champagne never calls Phillip Rivers. I hope he doesn't have the phone number. I hope he can't get the phone number. I hope he's unreachable at this point. Because that would make the Saints, I think, 
a legitimate contender in the NFC. Don't you, Plucker? Don't you think that Phillip Rivers to the Saints, healthy, fresh, not been beat up on, nothing like that. He's got to pick up the offense, but he's a vet. He'll pick up the offense. Within a couple of weeks, he'll be clicking along on that Saints offense, and they've got more than enough weapons for the Saints to be dangerous with the real quarterback. Yeah, and my only thing is, how much of an impact Philip Rivers will really have right away? Because it's going to be right. It's yeah. going to take a couple weeks. Sure. They'll probably have to do some shenanigans with Taysom Hill at quarterback and oh, throw in Philip Rivers in a couple different That's situations. Taysom Hill is going to be the quarterback of the Saints this Sunday. I, I for can sure almost guarantee. Okay, fine. Like I, I don't even care about this Sunday. I'm just saying we look at the playoffs uh, and the Green Bay Packers. It's Dallas, Tampa. Those two for sure that that you're obviously concerned about, right? Then Arizona gets into that mix, even though you just beat them. But Arizona's in that mix. If Phillip Rivers in New Orleans, they become a threat. If it's Taysom Hill, they're not a threat. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know about everybody else. I mean, I don't. Sean Payne's lost his mind. But there is no chance. Um, there's no chance whatsoever that Taysom Hill is winning playoff games and taking that team to a Super Bowl. I don't. I really don't think it's going to happen. Uh, all right, so let's talk about something that I, I, I saw Leroy Butler uh, tweet out a little while ago. It's not football-related. It's really not even sports-related. But it's something that is intriguing to me. So yesterday, I saw Jen Lotta of ESPN uh, tweet out uh, that she put her Christmas tree up yesterday in their house. And... I was, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. A lot of angry people about it. Like, I, I looking at the mentions of, of her tweet, I was like, man, everybody's got to calm down. Now Leroy Butler today, day off today up in Green Bay, tweets out, okay, my wife wants to put up the Christmas tree today. I say wait till after Thanksgiving. And then he's got one of those thinking emojis uh, on there as well. I don't want to know this. I'm, I'm curious because we're putting ours up on Saturday. I said this already. When do you put your tree up? Like, when does it go up officially in your house? How crazy am I for putting it up on November 6th? I, I'm I'm curious. When do you put your tree up? Like, do you wait till like, the week of Christmas to put it up? Or is there a certain day that everybody believes the Christmas tree should go up? Because I'm with Leroy's wife, Genesis. Like, it should be up. Like, put your Christmas tree up already. Let's go. Come on. Get to it. Temperatures are going to be in the 20s here during the rest of this week. At night, it's not getting any warmer. It's getting colder as we go here. There was north uh, up in uh, Tomahawk. Well, did you see Hunter Baumgart? I don't know if you saw that yesterday. From WJJQ, they put out video yesterday afternoon. There's snow flying outside of the radio studio. And we're sitting here arguing about uh, Christmas trees, and we should have put up Christmas trees this early. I want to know. I'm serious. When do you put up? When is the right time to put up the Christmas tree? And how angry do you get at people like me that put it up before when you put it up? Because I already know that there are a section of people that don't like Christmas music on the radio early. Plucker, are you one of those people that don't want to hear Christmas music until Christmas? Uh, After Thanksgiving, everything. After Thanksgiving? Yes. Now, I'd be willing to bet that in Milwaukee, stations will flip to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I'd be willing to bet stations in Milwaukee probably flip within the next couple of weeks of whoever's going to flip. I don't know what stations are they're going to flip, but I would imagine a couple of these stations will flip uh, over to Christmas music in the next couple of weeks to the anger of many. 
But then you know what happens when ratings come out? Real nice. Real nice for those people that flip to Christmas music. And that's why there's always a race to see who's going to flip first. Because more times than not, when the ratings come out, it gets paid off. More times than not. Because the majority of people love Christmas and want that Christmas music to be played. So how long are you willing to wait for the Christmas tree? Put it up now? Wait till next week, couple of weeks after Thanksgiving, the week before Christmas. I know some people don't put it up to the week of Christmas. Put it up the week of Christmas, the day after Christmas, the Christmas tree comes out. It's up for legitimately one week in their house. That I cannot even wrap my head around. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at 1250AMTheFan. Obviously, anything that happens with the NFL trade deadline, I will keep you updated and we'll switch gears and talk about the trade deadline if the Packers do anything whatsoever. But instead of banging your head against the wall and talking about nothing happening in the NFL, have some fun and talk about these Christmas trees since Leroy brought it up uh, on Twitter a little while ago saying that his wife wants him to put up the Christmas tree. Mike the Painter, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Yeah, it's the weekend after Thanksgiving for me. So like Black Friday you're putting it up the day after Thanksgiving? Yep. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't do a whole Black Friday thing, so that's when I'm putting up all the Christmas lights and everything. So. Oh, so you don't go shopping? No, I don't shop on Black Friday. I'm not one of those guys that just wants to go and get those deals and deal with the whole crowds. So no, when uh, do you do your Christmas shopping, Mark? I, I'm a procrastinator. I'm a painter. I just wait until last minute. I'm a procrastinator. I'm a painter. That's a beautiful thing. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, my buddy Jameson uh, just texted me. He says, on my way home right now to put up the Christmas tree. See? Again, I don't think I'm nuts. I know a lot of you all think I'm crazy about this whole Christmas tree thing, but I don't think I am. I think there are more of us than y'all are willing to give credit for. I really do. I think there are more of us than you're willing to realize. Mr. Milwaukee 82 says, after Thanksgiving or the beginning of December, because only real men, I love that line, because only real men have real trees, stop with all the fake tree betas. Fake tree. So if I have a fake tree, I'm a beta, or am I just smarter than you? Is that maybe what it is at the end of the day? Because you... The person that has a real tree has to do a lot more stuff. You've got critters and insects and everything else crawling out of that damn tree. Not to mention all the stuff that's falling on the on your carpet and everything else. See, I'll take my fake tree over your real tree any day of the week. You could be a you can be a real man and go cut down your tree in a tree lot and bring it home on top of your car like Christmas vacation and go inside and put it up and then go put it on the curb for the garbage man to take when it's all done and. You can go do that every day, every year. That's that's totally fine. I will have my lights on my tree ready to go every year. I just unpack it from the tree bag, put it in the tree stand, up it goes, put the ornaments on, and I'm done. You have to go through a whole lot more work uh, and process in order to get it done. Blogger, did your parents have a real tree or a fake tree when you were growing up? We did a real tree every year. You did? Yeah, we went out and we picked a real tree and, did and you we go? made it like a family event. So Okay, so... Good. This is good. So for you guys, did did you get to cut the tree down as you got older? Did your dad always cut it down? How did that work? Well, we would go to like a, a department store, a warehouse type store, and and pick one out from the bunch that they had there. So, so you like, didn't actually in like go, a parking lot. So no, you we didn't did go not. cut it down no. or anything like that. No, I'm guessing Mr. Milwaukee 82 probably goes and cuts it down. You should send me a picture 
Mr. Milwaukee 82 of you cutting down uh, your tree when you go do it next month or whatever it is that you're going to go do it. I, I'm just, I have no interest, none, of going and cutting down a tree to bring home to the house and go through that whole process. And maybe I'm in the minority there uh, as well as far as, uh, you know, a real tree versus a fake tree. I'm not one that wants to deal with a real tree. Not in any way, shape, or form. So what about you? When does that Christmas tree go up for you? 414-799-1250. Leroy's wife wants him to put his up today. Jen Lott of ESPN said she put hers up yesterday. I'm putting mine up on Saturday. Maybe all three of us are nuts. What do you say? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, so some news I guess I, I wasn't really made aware of. I still I saw somebody tweet it. It apparently is Jordan Love's birthday today. Really? Yeah. Okay. Would Jordan Love be happy to be traded on his birthday, or do you think Jordan Love would be disappointed to be traded on his birthday? I think he'd be happy. Get me out of here and out of this pressure cooker with Rodgers. No problem. You're trading me to Pittsburgh to follow Ben? Done. You're trading me to New Orleans to go play for the Saints the rest of the year and maybe be the future? Sure, I'm in. Let's go. Just get me out of here. I don't think I'd be mad if I was Jordan Love if they traded me on my birthday. I know. I mean, I know today's his birthday and all, but I, I don't think I'd be upset. I think I'd be excited. Like, cool, I can go play now somewhere. Totally fine with it. Or if I can't go play right away, at least I'll be in a less of a pressure cooker situation than if I stay in Green Bay here for another couple of years and have to wait for Rodgers to be done and then be compared to Rodgers for the rest of my career or compared to Brad Favre for that matter. I don't, I don't think it would be a bad thing at all. I think I'd be excited if I was Jordan Love.
I learned a lot from Aaron. I learned a lot from Matt LaFleur. I'm good to go. Like, I'm totally fine leaving. Go ahead, trade me if you want to trade me. And I think from a Packer fan standpoint, I think a lot of Packer fans um, would be fine if they traded Jordan Love today. I don't think anybody would be mad. If we put up a bold question, would you be mad if they traded Jordan Love? What, 98% of the people would say no to that, right, Plucker? Somewhere in that area? There's no way, no way more than 2% would be upset if they traded Jordan Love. Very small percentage. I think percentage. more people than that would be. No Because way. the thing is, people would be upset because then what was all of this for? That's what everybody's going to say. Why did we have to do this to piss off Aaron Rodgers? Why well, it was we easy. To... Look at Rodgers' numbers the previous two years and what he was doing. He wasn't this guy last year that he was two years previous to them drafting. He was on the decline, or at least that's what it appeared at the time, that he was on the decline. So they drafted his replacement to get ready because it didn't look like he was getting any better. Then they draft him, and here comes MVP Aaron Rodgers to ride in. And this is year two, and he looks just as good as he did last year, right? I mean, I would say he looks just as good as last year. Yeah, but still, I think the whole Aaron Rodgers kind of wanting out of Green Bay and saying no, this is the last dance, all of that culminates from the Jordan Love pick. And if they never pick Jordan Love, does Aaron Rodgers ever change his mind? Because all the time we heard from Aaron Rodgers that he wanted to spend his whole career in Green Bay. He said that for the first 14 years that he was a Green Bay Packer, and that tide changed when they drafted Jordan Love. Yeah, you're right. It absolutely did. But from a Packers standpoint, you go, well, it poked him in the rear end to get going a little bit, and it paid off. I I think you could argue it from the other perspective, too. If we don't draft Jordan Love, does he the same guy he was the previous two years? Or does he magically look like an MVP that following year? I think that's a fair point you can make from Goody and the Packers standpoint uh, uh, as well. So, yeah, so apparently Jordan Love's birthday day, so happy birthday. But, again, like I said. They trade him. I don't think you'll be mad. I don't think you'll ruin his birthday by uh, trading him. Yes, he'll have to pick up and move and all of that, but he'll be in a different situation. And like I said, out of his pressure cooker, a lot of people tweeting at 1250 AM, the fan and at Sparky Radio, about uh, when do you put up uh, your Christmas tree? And as I said before, if anything breaks on the deadline, obviously we'll talk about it. Paschke's burner, uh, the week before Thanksgiving at the earliest. Fine. Grant tweets at Sparky Radio, a Christmas tree should go up the weekend of Thanksgiving. I think that is probably the most common time to put up a Christmas tree. I think a lot of people put it up on that Saturday or Sunday after Thanksgiving. Like, they want to get through Thanksgiving, then the tree goes up, so that essentially gives you a month of having your Christmas tree up or whatever the case may be. Irv got it. Tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM, the fan. I don't want to hear Christmas music or see a Christmas tree till the week of Christmas. I can't stand it. Christmas music hasn't changed for over 100 years. How many times do I got to listen to the same song over and over? See, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, what was it? Uh, Three weeks ago? Two, three weeks ago, something like that. I was driving in the car. Had my Christmas list playing off my phone uh, and was listening to Christmas music in the car a couple weeks ago. Had the windows down. It was in the 60s. So it was when it was warmer. Had the windows down and was listening to Christmas music uh, in the car. Yeah. I mean, from, from that perspective, I can listen to it all the time. But I get how people can get sick of it. Like, I, I understand. Adam tweets at Sparky Radio. I'm with you. Putting my tree up this week. 
Christmas shopping is 50% done. Let the fun and relaxation begin. Hashtag Christmas. Adam, putting ours up this week, too, like I said. Christmas shopping, not there. Got one gift. That's all we've gotten right now is one gift bought uh, for the kids in total. One. One person has a gift bought for them. The others have nothing. We have not even started our Christmas shopping. And normally by this time, we're probably somewhere in the area of 50% done. And this year, uh, we are far behind from where we normally are uh, year to year. Now, when do you put that Christmas tree up? Jet Lotta said uh, she put hers up yesterday from ESPN. Leroy Butler said his wife wants to put theirs up today. Wants to put it up today. He's trying to hold off and not put it up today. I'm putting mine up on Saturday. What about you? 414-799-1250. That guy from Wisconsin tweets at 1250 AM the fan. The question shouldn't be when you put up your tree. It should be when do you take it down? Anyone who still has their tree up in March should be subject to a fine. Okay. All right. So I'll fess up here, right? I'll I'll fess up. So in our house, the 14 to be 15 year old's birthday is at the end of January, towards the end of January. So the goal normally is to have the Christmas tree down by the time his birthday gets there. Under no certain circumstances will the youngest in the house ever see the Christmas trees up on his birthday, which is at the end of February. So I am not guilty of going into March with Christmas trees. I'm not. If I was allowed, I might be. But I th- that that will never happen in our house. How early did you take your Christmas trees down, Plucker, uh, in your house? Now, again, you had a real one, you said. So Usually you, around the new year. So right after that first week where you had off school, you go back to school, and then it gets taken yeah, down? Yeah, it's usually the probably fifth or sixth around that. That weekend after week, New Year's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think a lot of people are probably still in that same boat as well. Uh, oh, we got some uh, Rogers talk here. Okay. Daniel and Racine, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Daniel? Sparky, check it out, man. What if we're sitting here and they trade Rogers? What if they get everything they've asked for that we didn't know about and this happens today? Oh, my God. No, I can't. They, uh, it yeah. could happen. No, I, I, Packer fans may burn Lambeau Field down if they did that. I mean, I'm serious. They may burn Lambeau Field down. Like, there would be picketing and rioting going on in Green Bay. Von Miller says, he that came out of nowhere. He didn't even know he was getting traded. I did not. You're right. Correct. Nope. We did not see it coming whatsoever. You're absolutely correct. He said he cried, man, when he found out. So, I don't know, man. It's a business. Yeah, it is a business. You're absolutely right. Thanks for the call. Plucker, what's the reaction? They, they trade Aaron Rodgers today. What's the reaction from Packer fans? Why are we even entertaining this? It's not going to happen. They're going to they're gonna, literally they're gonna lose their minds. Not to mention, oh, if you want to talk about crazies and errors, what would have happened if he would have got traded while he was on with McAfee? Like, he finds out while I'm with McAfee, McAfee would have looked like a ghost. Pat McAfee would have looked like a ghost. A dude, uh, Schefter's saying you just got traded to Denver. What? What do you mean? Uh, it said you got traded to Denver for three ones, three twos, three threes, and player X, whoever it may be, Fuller or whatever. <laughs> and I just, could you imagine? Oh, my God. That would have been unbelievable. No, they're not trading Aaron Rodgers. Come on, man. No, it's not happening. There's just absolutely no chance they're trading Aaron Rodgers. They're in a position to go win a Super Bowl. And as I've said before, when we talk about legacy, This is as much to do with their legacy as it has to do with anybody else's. LaFleur wants to be a Super Bowl champion head coach. 
Brian Gutekunst, yes, he's been in the organization when they super when they won a Super Bowl. He's got a ring, sure, but it's not the same as when you're the guy in charge and you get a ring. And that's what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about being a Super Bowl winning general manager. Ted Thompson, God bless him, rest in peace. Super Bowl general manager. I don't care how many of you didn't like Ted Thompson. How many of you didn't get down with Ted Thompson's way of doing business? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a magic carpet ride here. Don't matter. Still got one. Can't ever take it away from him. And there's not many guys that can say that that have been GMs in the National Football League. You got guys have been the GM in the National Football League 10, 15, 20 years over the course of three or four teams, whatever the case may be, never, ever won a Super Bowl. Probably good at what they do. Never finish. So they're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers before they themselves get the ring. Now, if they win a Super Bowl, they get a ring. Okay, maybe all bets are off. You've got your Super Bowl ring. Now you go. Now the next talking point storyline would be, yeah, you want it because of Rodgers, but can you do it without him? You know, that'll be the talking point storyline from the media and from the fans and so forth. But in their minds, who cares? I got one. It's on my resume. Can't take it away from me. I have it forever. So they're not trading Aaron Rodgers before they're able to add that check mark to their resume. No doubt. No, that's that's absolutely not happening. Uh, remember earlier, I talked about if I were worth millions of dollars or whatever else, we were talking about the Henry Ruggs unfortunate situation, Henry Ruggs III. And I was saying earlier in the big show, hey, man, look, you got that much money, dude. Like, have yourself a drive or whatever else. Don't put yourself in a situation of being out that late at night and everything. Uh, and so forth. Then at that point, we didn't know whose fault the car accident was, that a person had died. We didn't know any of that stuff when we were having the conversation earlier in the big show. Now we'll come to find out he's being charged uh, with DUI, um, plus the person died whose car he hit and all of that. So it, it's been horrible. Uh, but I was just talking about, look, if I got millions of dollars, you know, you can say people change. Yeah, you're damn right, I'm going to change. If I won the lottery, I promise you, getting a house And the only thing I really care about with the house, well, two things. One, I want a real nice kitchen. And two, I want vaulted ceilings so I can have like a 12-foot Christmas tree. That's been my thing forever. So my guy Dan, not Dan Plucker, different Dan, tweets pictures at me. I don't know if Plucker saw these on the 1250 account. At Sparky Radio at 1250 AM, the fam. In the process of putting together an 18-foot artificial tree right now. 18 feet, 13 boxes of parts. 18 feet in the air? Dan, where is it going to go? Where Where is this going? Is this going in like a department store? Is this going like, like it's not going into your house, is it? Because it looks like, based on the pictures, it looks like he's like in a warehouse of some sort. 18 feet, that is gigantic. That is absolutely crazy. Uh, Jason tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM. The fan, the tree goes up when the wife says it does. I just get the trees ready. L-O-L. Oh, so very, very, very true. Except it's the exact opposite in our house. I kind of dictate the whole Christmas thing a little bit. And she just puts up with me uh, for the most part. I think if you would have asked her prior to to all of this, she would have said, yeah, there's no way we're ever going to have 10 Christmas trees in our house. But... We were laughing about it last night as far as mapping out and planning this whole process coming up on Saturday so we can get it done in as efficient manner uh, as possible.
yeah, that that is definitely a part of it. Uh, our guy Michael tweets at Sparky Radio. I don't think you're crazy for putting the Christmas tree up early. Maybe a little crazy on how many trees you have in your house. Two should be the max. Replies Paul on Twitter. Yeah, I know y'all don't understand. That's that's okay. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm telling you right now, this is how this is going to go. Ryan Wood and I have already had discussions from the Green Bay Press Gazette. He's going to come down, and he is going to experience the Christmas portion of that house. Dan Plucker is going to be another one that I'm going to get over to the house because you said your wife is is she she Halloween is her th- deal, right? Christmas, yeah, she not, loves Halloween. Right, Christmas not as much. Well, we we still decorate pretty well for hol- for for Christmas, I should say. Right, right. So we'll have Plucker and his wife over as well. Uh, and I, all y'all naysayers, I'm gonna and you know who else I'm gonna get? I'm gonna get Leroy's wife, Genesis, over. That's because that's the one that I think if I can get her looped in to the Christmas madness inside of the house, then I think Leroy's gonna have some issues. Then Leroy's gonna be like, oh. We are not having all these trees in our place, too. That's not just not going to happen. My buddy Peanut Gallery says it perfectly. He thinks I'm crazy, too, which is fine. But he'll be the first one to tell you it's pretty cool when you're sitting inside of all of these in the house and you've got all of these trees going on. I'm telling you, just you may think I'm crazy. That's fine. But it is, it's a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. Everybody's got their addiction. Mine just happens to be uh, the fact that I'm kind of addicted to Christmas a little bit in Christmas decorations, the Disney Village Christmas trees, uh, all of that. I have not seen any more NFL moves. Have you seen any more NFL news concerning the NFL trade deadline, Dan Pluck? No, and I literally just tweeted, we need to stop hyping the NFL trade deadline like the NBA and MLB ones. There's just nowhere near the moves nope. or excitement. We hype this up every single yes. season, and nothing happens. I think last year was the only year that really delivered. And outside of last year, really, we haven't seen much of anything. I don't remember how many trades there were last year, but I know there was more than two or three like we have this year for sure. Coming up next... If you missed Ross Tucker from earlier in the big show, listen to him next here on The Madness. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Thanks for checking us out today. Appreciate it. Don't forget, Rami's show comes up here at 3 o'clock. Rami Makloff back in the saddle again today after Dan Plucker uh, filled in for him yesterday. Did a great job uh, filling in to Dan Plucker. Hey, don't forget, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is the Q Club of Wisconsin. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games. We got bocce ball, dartboards, pool tables, foosball, table tennis. They got everything. They're a huge entertainment game room. And you can settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. And we complained uh, previously in the last segment that there were no trades, nothing was going on. And just like that, presto, Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, Dan Plucker, has a trade. Yeah, it's just massive for the implications of the league. The Jets sending tight end Dan Brown, tight end Dan Brown, who has more tackles than receptions this year, to the Chiefs for guard Loren Duvernay-Tardif. Can you explain something to me? Why the hell does Kansas City need a tight end? Don't they need... I don't understand that move. I'll just be honest with you. 
I don't get. It. I mean, the Jets clearly need help on the offensive line, so I, I I understand that, like totally understand that. I do not understand why Kansas City is trading for a tight end, like that one. I don't understand. Uh, I think they're giving him an opportunity to be a starter again. I think this was more of a nice move on the Chiefs' part. To help him out yes. and take back whatever the Jets are willing to give you. Pretty much. That's what I it think. was. Because I'd rather this, have a draft pick. Because Loren Duvernay-Tardif, uh, he did not play last yeah, year. Yeah, he left he's to a, go help in the hospital. He's yes, a doctor. to go help in the hospital because he's a doctor. Right. And he, they just activated him last night for the first time since they played in the Super Bowl. He was a former starter and has a no-trade clause. So he approved the trade to the Jets. So it sounds like the Jets are probably going to plug him and play him as a starting offensive lineman to help their team. Um, and uh, 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 Fletcher Cox, uh, Eagles defensive tackle, just posted to his Instagram page, forever Philly, exclamation points, and then two red hearts. Does that mean he's gone? And it's a picture of him with maybe. his head down in a Philly uniform. Maybe. Or maybe he's just playing or messing around. Like he's forever staying in Philadelphia or whatever. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Rodgers and Devontae both have said several times that they just mess with people. That they just mess with people on social media. I think it's like a thing in the NFL, maybe. I could be wrong. Maybe Fletcher Cox is getting moved. But again, even if he does, I mean that's one of the bigger names off the board if he does get dealt, but this has still been a very slow trade deadline. And like day. you said, the 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 dead cap money that would go into it. I mean, between two seasons, it's like $30 million. Between last year and this year, you're, between this year and next year, dead cap money-wise, somewhere in the area of like $30 million. That's a lot of money uh, to have to move on from if, if that's what it is. Uh, you read that tweet earlier in the day, I believe. Um, so that that's a big deal for Philly if they're going to part with him, which means they're going to have to get the picks. But again, who is going to be that team to give them enough draft capital to eat that much money. That, that's that's the one thing that I, I don't I don't know who that team is. I can't imagine it's going to be the Packers, though. And anything's possible, but I would be legitimately surprised if they were uh, able to get a deal done for Fletcher Cox uh, at this point in time. All right, let's hear uh, from Ross Tucker, who joined us earlier on the Wendy's Big Show. Gary and Leroy were off today, so it was just me and Ross Tucker. Our Odyssey NFL insider, former NFL offensive lineman, and we started off talking about that Kansas City Chiefs team with the Packers play next and just how bad they looked last night on Monday night football. Or Sun or yeah, Monday night football. Uh they need help, period. Man, uh, they they got major, major problems. Uh, you know, at some point we have to go by what we're seeing this year, which is that they're just not very good, really on either side of the ball. I mean, they're four and four, but they play almost worse than that. I thought they were fortunate to win the game last night. The Giants kind of choked that one away. And I saw something, Sparky, where they don't face a team with a losing record the rest of the year. And they got nine more games all against teams that are 500 or better. I think we have to start discussing the possibility that the Chiefs don't even make the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that would be a fall of all falls, especially with a team that's some worth looking at and going, hey, this could be a dynasty. As long as you have Patrick Mahomes leading the way, it's all good. I mean, the Packers get the Chiefs coming up on Sunday at 325 here. So 
when the schedule comes out and you see Arizona, Kansas City back to back, you're going, oh my God. But they get through Arizona and now Kansas City. Mahomes, you know, he, the, the comparisons to, to, to Favre as far as, you know, throwing the ball into double coverage or whatever and taking gambles have been there for a while, but he seems to me to be doing it even more now than he was in the past. Well, I thought it was really interesting. I actually um, was driving during the first half late last night yeah. out to Akron because I'm doing some action tonight. So I was listening to Kurt Warner and Kevin Harlan on Westwood One, and Kurt Warner was pretty critical, I'd say, of Mahomes and what he was seeing or, or maybe – more importantly, not seeing, you know, Kurt kept pointing out open players that the offense was designed to get the ball to that Mahomes wasn't throwing it to, which I thought was really telling, really interesting. You know, if anybody knows, obviously Kurt knows. And he was pretty clear that he felt like Patrick Mahomes was not doing a very good job throwing the ball to the guy he was supposed to throw it to. Even on the one touchdown pass, he's like, yeah, the good news is he threw a touchdown pass. The bad news is Travis Kelsey is who was supposed to get the ball, and he was wide open. I, mean, I, thought, I thought that was very, very interesting. It just doesn't seem like Mahomes is seeing things very well. Travis Kelsey was a lost man until the second half of that game. I mean, he, he really wasn't targeted at all in that first half of that game by Patrick Mahomes. Something weird's going on, man. I mean – Sometimes it's just not your year. Right. Uh, I'm not ready to say that yet. With them, it, it feels like it's still recoverable. You know, four and four, and with everybody in the AFC having at least two losses, they're not out of it, but they, they need to snap out of it quickly, or they will be out of it, out of it, in terms of the playoffs. From the Packers' standpoint, with this trade deadline uh, here this afternoon, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN was reporting that several teams believe the Packers are doing their homework on tight ends. A couple of the options he lays out that we've been talking about here in the first hour of the show, Evan Ingram, obviously of the Giants, Hayden Hurst uh, of the Atlanta Falcons. What do either one of those two do for you as far as how they would fit into the Packers' offense with Rodgers? Yeah, I, I would rather go with Hayden Hurst. Um for whatever reason, Evan Ingram's really talented, um, but he just, he's one of those guys that can make the tough catches, but he doesn't make the easy ones. He's never been reliable. The Giants have never been happy with him. I, I, I He feels like a guy that Aaron Rodgers would be frustrated by, whereas Hayden Hurst, I don't think has the athletic ability necessarily that Ingram has. But I think Hayden Hurst is a reliable, solid veteran. And Atlanta just doesn't need him as much anymore because they drafted Kyle Pitts in the first round. Yeah, and, and then th that's that's the thing with Hayden Hurst is he's more expendable. The Giants, I, again, even as frustrating as he is, you still have a young quarterback, a team that's not maybe necessarily going anywhere, but to take a weapon that might be uh, at some point, if Ingram figures it out, away from him, I, I guess leaves me scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, I I can see that. Um, but I, I think they're like at wit's end with him. And they have Kyle Rudolph, who is reliable and has done some good things this year. I think, I think the Giants are probably just ready to move on from Ingram at this point. That's what it sounds like, at least. Talking with our guy, Ross Tucker, Odyssey NFL Insider. Follow him on Twitter at Ross Tucker NFL. Don't forget his podcast, at Ross Tucker 
pod as well. Uh, let's talk about this NFC right now. Uh, as it stands, we're about halfway through the season uh, looking at it. The Packers getting ready to get MVS, it looks like, back this week. Uh, Lazar comes off of his close contact thing that he missed the Arizona game for. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, should be able to practice starting on Thursday coming off of his COVID deal. Uh, so they get him back. So the top three receivers should be back and ready to go against Kansas City. Uh, you're still without Zadarius Smith, but he's back in Green Bay. Jair Alexander still out uh, as well. But Kevin King, they think, might be able to get back uh, this week. As the Packers get healthy, and that's not even to mention Bakhtiari, who could play against Kansas City as well. Uh, where do you put the Packers right now in the NFC? Well, I put them ahead of the Cardinals, that's for sure, because they just beat them without all those guys. So I had to put them ahead of the Cardinals. It's interesting, though, because there is quite the arms race going on right now, as you know, in the NFC with the Rams getting Von Miller. Uh, The Cowboys look really good, man. I mean, that was an impressive win for the Cowboys on the road in Minnesota with Cooper Rush getting his first start. Four years. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that there's five or four teams now with only one loss, you know, and the Bucks still might be the best of the bunch, but they got their second loss. It, it's uh, it is a very top heavy, very talented NFC. It's kind of a shame that uh, I, it feels like uh, other than probably the Buffalo bills, it feels like the five best teams in the NFL are all in the NFC. I agree. We just did our ranked power rankings yesterday. Gary wanted to do them for the NFL. All five of mine were from the NFC. Gary had Buffalo, the Bills, in his top five. What do you think of the Bills? I still think they're very good. You know, they they didn't play great against Dolphins, but they still won by double digits. Uh, Josh Allen is, in my mind, still an MVP caliber player, and the Bills' defense is much better than it was last year. I I, I think they are the best team in the AFC right now, and they would be my favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Talking with Ross Tucker here on the Wendy's Big Show. I want to switch gears just uh, for a couple minutes uh, to college football because, uh, you know, your top four are supposed to be coming out here uh, as this lines up for the college football playoff and get a better idea of what this is going to look like. Cincinnati, it appears, is going to be one of the top four. If this thing plays out, and Cincinnati ends up as one of the final four in the playoff. Do you think that's good for college football if Cincinnati is in the playoff? Yes, absolutely. I think they're deserving. I think they're very talented. Um, You know, they blew it against Georgia in the bowl game last year. Everybody said, well, if you beat Indiana, you know, a a Big Ten contender, and you beat Notre Dame, then we'll talk. Well, they beat them both. Um, And – I don't care who you play after that. You beat two teams. Everybody said, you know, you got to beat those two. And then you beat everybody else on your schedule. I think it'd be fantastic. I actually think it'd be really bad for college football if they're not in the college football playoff. How much of a chance do you give them if they're in that college football playoff? Because to be honest with you, there doesn't appear to be a dominant team this year. Yeah, I mean – I think Georgia's probably the best team. Yes, the closest to being Georgia's that. Georgia's yes. never, never going to blow you away offensively. So you, you have a chance to stay in those games. Um, I, I don't picture Cincinnati winning two, but I think that they would have a real chance to win one. You know, I don't know that I could see them back-to-back beating like a Georgia and Ohio State or Georgia-Alabama, whatever it is. 
Um, but I certainly think they could win one game. I guess it depends on who they play in that first game. But I, I like they are a top five, top ten team all day to me. Like it's not like oh they just happen to have that record. Like they've got some really, really good players, including their quarterback. Let me ask you this. As far as the Big Ten goes, you just see Michigan State knock off Michigan. They still have Ohio State. Then you got a Big Ten championship game as well, which don't look now. The Badgers are on the table. They could be them there in the Big Ten championship game after they beat Iowa. But is there a possibility we, we don't see a Big Ten team in that Final Four? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if I still think if Ohio State wins out, they'll be in it. Um, I think Oklahoma will lose a game because they always do. Yep. I don't know when, but I still think Oklahoma will lose a game. Um, Georgia's in it. Cincinnati should be in it. Um, I think Georgia's probably in it, even if they lose in the SEC championship game. But if it's to Alabama, then Alabama's probably in it. Um, I, I I think it, you know, there's going to be more losses, man. There, there always are. So I feel like ultimately if Ohio State wins out, including, you know, they're beating Michigan State, beating Michigan, beating probably the Badgers in the Big Ten Championship, I, I'd be surprised if Ohio State's not in. But I guess it depends on what some of these other teams do. There he is, our guy, Ross Sucker, Odyssey NFL insider. If you miss him or Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, just simply go to BigShowNetwork.com or hit rewind on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Some high school football news. From Travis Wilson of Wisconsin Sports Net, the unbeaten Edgewood football team has been removed from the WIAA playoffs in Key Wascom. Their last defeated opponent will fill their place this week versus Columbus in a level three contest. Key Wascom has begun preparing to play Columbus. More info to come. Uh, and that coming out uh, literally like four minutes ago uh, from Travis Wilson. And oh my, oh my. That's big news there for high school football. So, again, Edgewood uh, has been removed from the WIAA playoffs. It does not say why. Uh, Travis Wilson does not put that out yet, but I'm assuring that it's coming. Retweet. We already retweeted that if you want to see it uh, at 12.50 a.m. The fan. Also, some Packers news as well, Dan Plucker. While uh, Ross Tucker was talking, the Packers have a new long snapper. That's right. Uh, Matt Schneidman reporting the Packers are releasing long snapper Hunter Bradley and giving the practice squad long snapper Stephen Wirtel the job. The Packers, or he, uh, Wirtel, was with uh, Bjorkes with the Rams last season oh. or in 2018. So apparently they have history. But he he continues the Packers used two draft picks on a punter. J.K. Scott in the fifth round and a long snapper Hunter Bradley in the seventh round of 2018 draft. And now both are gone. Both are now gone. Well, maybe, you know, Goody's just not good at drafting long snappers. There's worse things in the world to be bad at. Uh, also, Fletcher Cox uh, reports are he is not being traded. Who was that? Ian Rappaport that uh, put that out there? Yes. From the NFL Network saying Fletcher Cox will not uh, be dealt. So that is probably about all we're going to see here. Trade deadline in about five or six minutes. Maybe there'll be another one that'll slip through here before the trade deadline is up. We'll have to wait and find out. Up next, Rami Makhlouf is here inside the Lakeland University studios. We'll talk to him to find out what's coming up on the Rami Show straight ahead. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, man. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans wrapping things up. Here's we get ready for Rami Show, broadcasting live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland. Dot E-D-U, Rami Makhlouf in the house. What do you got coming up on your show here at 3 o'clock? On the show this afternoon, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer will be reacting to what the Packers uh, did not do at the trade deadline because they didn't do anything, right? Long snapper. I know, but they didn't do anything at the trade <laughs> no. deadline. They moved a guy up from the, trade de- from the uh, practice squad. Yep. Which, I mean... Are we going to talk about? We're not going to talk about a long snapper, right? Is I would it, hope not. They have a long new long snapper. That's about all that needs to be said about that. So we'll talk about that right out of the gates. It's actually our Kim and the Boy judgment of the day. Were you hoping the Packers did something? If so, what? We'll talk about that with you at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Also in that three o'clock hour, I just want to ask this question. Just want to ask this question, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Are we being too chill about the Bucks right now? No, there's nothing to be concerned about. Why? All right, just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, I mean, people are very chill about the they, Bucks. They play the Pistons tonight. The whole starting five is out. So, oh, is Giannis out tonight too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh okay. I complained about it yesterday, and and then last night they came out with knee soreness for him and Grayson Allen. <laughs> so, <laughs> they came up with knee soreness. I like knee soreness. They've had knee soreness on Giannis for like three or four years now. Well, I mean, his his knee did bend eight inches the it wrong did. way like yeah, absolutely. three months we ago. We all saw the even, playoff yeah, game. We, we saw what happened. But he had knee soreness last year during the season. It wasn't something that just wasn't involved up because of that. I mean, we've had this going on now for quite some I mean, time. Knee soreness is something that can persist. I, I can speak. It's I like can a speak back. On that. Yeah. Yeah. It's no something question. That can persist for yeah, sure. I, I can agree. end up on the IR with knee soreness at, at any moment. Or a migraine, migraine. Or a back injury. No, my back is pretty good. Your back is good? It's pretty solid. That's good. Shoulders, head, knees, feet. Your head, not so much. You have migraines. That's still an issue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bart Winkler. It's Tuesday. Tuesdays with Winkler will be here at 4 o'clock. Frank Madden of the Lockdown Bucks podcast will be Frank. here at 5 o'clock. So that's the show today. Oh, that's, that's a good show today. The show today. Thank you. Uh, good job. Thank you. Sam Schmitz did Sammy, a good show Sammy for you. Sam does a good job for me. Yeah, he does. He does a really good job. All right. My Coming up next, he is Robbie Makaloff. Looking forward uh, to hearing what he thinks of this Bucks thing. How was your trick or treating? Uh, <laughs> that's right. You weren't here yesterday. No, it wasn't. So we did the trick or treating in Bayview. Um, and watch the dude. Oh, you didn't come by. Pull up. Uh, no, we weren't in your neighborhood. No, uh, you should really. I mean, I know you don't care about Halloween. I don't know how we're getting into this, but you should really. I mean, it's not that far from your house. You should really go check out yeah, what they do 
when they block off these uh, streets. Wentworth, I think, is is mm. the one street. Sounds fun. It is. I mean, again, if you like trick or treat, like if trick or treat was never your thing, and you're not into scary stuff I mean, or it whatever was my else. Thing when I was a kid. Um, it would be pretty cool. The, the the people that own these houses just do a f- phenomenal job. Good. I'm glad they did something uh, for the kids. That's good. doing it. And every year, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people nice. all crowded in these streets doing it. But, yeah, so had a situation that was outside of that main thoroughfare. Uh, we're walking in, you know, these other streets that aren't as busy after we were all done going back to our car. And dude pulls up. I'm assuming it was the dude's dad, but I don't know. Could have been uncle, significantly older than the kid that got out of the car. Sure. That was probably like 14, 15 years old, whatever. Sure. Runs up, grabs a bowl of candy off of the person's porch, runs down the street with the bowl of candy, then dumps the bowl of candy into his bag or whatever, throws the bowl, that which was somebody else's bowl, like three, four houses down, gets in the car, drives up to another block, gets out, does the same thing all over again. And again, you know, if you don't have kids, not a big deal. But meanwhile, you got these kids that are out there trick or treating. It's towards the end of trick or treat, whatever else. And these small little kids walking around. There goes that house. That's all done. And this kid is just thinking it's the funnest thing. This sixteen-year-old kid, you know, thinks it's just the funniest thing in the world. And the parents leading a great example. Hi, uh, Jinx. For for, boys, for doing the whole thing. Boys being boys. Led by a parent. Yeah, that's that's the most disturbing part about it. Yes. Not the kid. It's the parent. That's participating in it's it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's getting his, his cut, though. His cut of what? The candy. Huh. Yeah. Uh, coming up next is the Rami Show. Rami Makhlouf. Stay tuned. <laughs> Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.